Bruce St. James. I'm trying to draw the line. Larry Gatos. I'd go scorched earth. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Speaking up for Arizona. When you look into that guy's eyes, and I looked into his eyes, yeah. and he can't keep his kid safe here, so he had to ship his kid off to Europe. It was heartbreaking to talk to him. It was heartbreaking to look oh, at I can't him. imagine. Outspoken. KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Here we are. It's a Tuesday, although it feels like a Monday. Bruce St. James and I glance to my left. For those of you watching on the video feed. Oh, please, God. They do watch on the video do feed. They really? Oh, yeah. Go to KTR.com. God, I wish You'll I see known. the lovely and talented Kristen Benz uh, in for Gatos today. And thank you for having me. She goes by Kristen, Chrissy. Bensy. Bensy, KB. KB. KB's in there. Okay. Whatever you got. So that might change. Benzo. Uh, Benzo. Oh, I like that <laughs> one. Uh, so if you hear me refer to her by any of those names, know that's all the same We're person. all friends. Exactly. So uh, yesterday, I know you were filling in uh, for Broomhead yesterday. I was. Busy day. Uh, and you're back today. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, we had uh, an opportunity to speak to Carrie Lake yesterday. Uh, Barry Markson was in for uh, Gatos and um, set this up because uh, I think it is safe to say, I don't think Barry would even shy away from saying he's been a frequent and consistent critic of Carrie Lake on the website formerly known as Twitter. I would agree with that. Um, and uh, she, uh, he, he had asked her repeatedly, multiple times, well, why don't you come on and we'll have the discussion. So guess what? She came on. We had the discussion yesterday. Uh, an interesting discussion. I would argue a little bit wide ranging. Um and and I, I feel like I need to preface some of it. You can go back and listen to the entire interview. We have it up on our podcast. Uh, just got outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. It's 22 minutes long. My. Straight through, uncut. You yeah, understand radio? Not the Taylor's version? No, not Taylor's version. You understand radio enough to know we blew off a commercial stop set. We just kept going. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was uh, substantial when we, I saw we, that. We didn't want to lose it. We thought there was enough there. Um, and uh, Carrie Lake is not unlike other politicians in the sense of um, they answer the question they want, not the question you asked. And so it, I'm used to that on a certain level. Sure. Uh, you're not going to get direct answers. Uh, usually they tend to kind of weave a story. Um, we knew that was her style. And off air, we had a plan to interrupt her if we thought she'd just gone long enough. Like, okay, this is, we, we're not going to let you filibuster. You know, uh, there's no six minute answers to uh, 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 15 second questions. Like, <laughs> that's just not how that's going to work. Um, and uh, the idea was hopefully we could get to more stuff that way, right? Um, one of the things that's taken a little bit of root out there is um, I, had a, I, I had a chance, and one of the things I wanted to ask her was, uh, I considered Senator McCain um, a friend, not close friend, but a friend. Uh, he had come through the radio station, come on my shows before, um, got along with him, reminded me of my dad. Uh, my dad was at the Pentagon, you know, roughly the same time he was sadly not just serving, but sh shot down and spending time in the Hanoi Hilton. Um and I like Senator McCain. Make no bones about it. I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like him as a person. Liked him uh, uh, as a as a public servant. Absolutely. Uh, and Carrie Lake had made comments uh, when she was running for governor uh, that I thought were disparaging of of Senator McCain. So I asked her. Um, I asked her this. As a McCain Republican, I like to think of myself as, and and I I, I considered Senator McCain a friend. What changed? 
when you told me that, you know, uh, and other McCain Republicans, I know Barry touched on it briefly, that, that uh, we weren't welcome. Why am I welcome now and, and what changed? Is this Bruce speaking? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, that's not what I said. It was said it was a joke that was said a year before the election when I was taking an incoming, a nuclear bomb style incoming of tens of millions of dollars in attack ads from a McCain Republican. And it was said in jest. And I think if John McCain, who had a great sense of humor, would have heard it, he would have laughed. Okay, so uh, uh, and I thought, well, then maybe I heard, maybe I misheard these things. Okay, maybe I missed them in the spirit of of jesting, Kristen. You know, people. Some people tell jokes differently. So we actually have some of the audio of uh-huh. some of the comments that she made. Okay, and um, you tell me, is this a joke? We don't have any McCain Republicans in here, do we? <laughs> All right, if you get the hell out. It was the party of. If those were jokes, I, I don't think I got, I didn't see the funny in them. I, I don't did. think she was joking. I think she absolutely was joking. Okay. Megan McCain doesn't think she was joking. Megan uh, tweeted uh, this morning after listening to the, uh, our interview. Megan's a big fan of the show. Her and Gatos, it goes back. <laughs> she said, Carrie Lake is trying to walk back her continued attacks on my dad and family and all of his loyal supporters after telling him to, quote, get the hell out. Guess she realized she can't become a senator without us. No peace. Bleep. Expletive deleted. Uh, we see you for who you are and are repulsed by it. Well, I mean, that's his daughter. So obviously, I mean, I would be defending they were my father. personal friends at one point. Oh, I'm which sure is they odd. were. I'm sure they were. But remember, this is politics, right? So she's talking about McCain Republicans. I don't think it was a personal attack on his character. She, she referred to him as a loser. That we have a lot of losers in Arizona. She was she was speaking about Senator McCain. She says a lot of things. Okay, well, so as does President Biden, as does Donald Trump. So is the argument that? You know, but this gets into okay. Do I believe what you said or do I believe what you mean? Well, I think that depends when you know you're in a election year. All politicians say a lot of crazy things yeah. and a lot of interesting things. And I don't think she was personally attacking John McCain for his uh, military service, for his career, for things that he oh, stood for. Oh, I think for. she disagreed with him politically. I think that's absolutely OK. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you could talk about Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney mm-hmm. and lump them in together. And she, com- did, she mentioned Romney and Jeff Flake, I want to say, in one of the comments. So that's yeah. my take on it. Um, other folks. But might- I don't know if they were jokes like her trying to pass it off as I was making a joke and Senator McCain would laugh at that. I don't think so. I, I think didn't, it's I didn't politics at its best. I don't think it's really? a character attack. Okay. That's just me. Fair enough. That's just um, me. It is interesting. And, you know, this is one of those, I don't know. Uh, I admit I don't know. Um, does Carrie Lake realize after losing the race for governor, a statewide election, that upsetting <laughs> moderate Republicans in independence isn't a way to win an election. And is this a kinder, softler, a new gentler, you know, version of Carrie Lake right. that we got on the radio yesterday? Well, here's the thing about Carrie Lake. She pulls no punches, as you know, and she's very direct and won't be led down primrose paths when someone tries to put words in her mouth, mm-hmm. whatever they may be. So I don't necessarily think it's a kinder, gentler. I think that she knows that she's in an election year. I think she is running her campaign the way she's going to run it. And I think it's very telling 
that she came on the show and this network. And yeah. I think it's fantastic. She came into a place where she wasn't going to get softball questions. And uh, uh, I think, it, again, safe to say that uh, uh, both Barry and I have been critical of her. And hardly enamored. And, uh, and yeah. not oh, afraid. She absolutely knows it. And I she, thought it was a great pace. We were, all, was blo- a great we were all blocked on, on Twitter. <laughs> I finally I got on blind bike. I got unblocked today. Things got, are happening unblo- for you on the Twitter. Things are looking up on the on the <laughs> website firmly known Twitter. Is I'm no longer blocked by Carrie Lake, so uh, th- that was interesting. Uh, I asked her a little bit about uh, the war in Ukraine, and as a senator, uh, which is the role she's running for, uh, she would have opportunity to pass judgment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what she said. I, I think when it comes to Ukraine, the people of this country are tired of pouring their hard-earned money into it. I mean, it's very obvious when the spring offensive went nowhere in Ukraine that that war was lost. You'd have to be a fool to think it's still salvageable. The only way it could be is if we want to send NATO troops on the ground into Ukraine. It's over. It's lost. And I will never vote, by the way, to send NATO troops into Ukraine. The only question is how many more people are going to get killed. So Kerry Lake's uh, opinion on the war in Ukraine is lost. Russia has won. Uh, that's at least how I, I took it, and that it's uh, merely inevitable. Um, I do think history remains to be seen on that. That portion, uh, this portion of the show, brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric, Lake Plus, rated with the Better Business Bureau. Kristen Benz in for Gatos. We come back on the other side. Hey, how much would your company have to pay you to hang out with your coworkers? A lot. It's a lot. Don't mouth it. We're on radio. <laughs> We're on radio. A, a lot. lot. Think about that, and I'll tell you what one company's doing coming up next on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. And Chrissy Benz in for Gatos today. I'm Bruce St. James. Thanks I'm for Chrissy spending time with us today. Yeah, thank you for being with us. Not just you, but the listeners as well. <laughs> and if you're stuck in traffic, you just heard bad accident over there. Uh, I know on the 17th. I get all the text messages. You can text this show. Did you know that anytime? Oh, please, no, I, know. I did not. Four one one nine two three is the number. But I don't think all of them are for me. Really? Can I read you a text that oh, I just no. got? Are we going to read hate messages? Hey, babe. <laughs> Which way are you going after work? There's a crash on I-17 South of Metro Center, just FYI. I don't, oh, I don't I think that was for us. That. I don't think it was for us. <laughs> you never know. You never know, but maybe. We're like family. Maybe somebody's letting me know. They're looking out for you. Uh, but they were listening. They were? They yeah. were listening, but so. I, I did get that, yeah, so. Oh, I appreciate that. All right, so. Mine are usually show feet. Okay, I'll keep that in You're just encouraging them now. Now no, you're just not. encouraging them. We don't honestly. have a foot cam, as far as I know. 411923, you can text the show. You can email me, Bruce at KTR.com. We're on uh, website from Lino's Twitter. We're on the Facebook. We're on the we're interwebs. On the, the we're on the Instagram. Instabook, the Snap Face. We're on all of it. All okay? the webs. I think it's safe all to say. All the internets. So you can reach out and, and touch us. Question. Go. Um, The Pando. Uh led to remote work, led to a lot of office buildings being empty. Yes. And there's an argument we're still not back to whatever the old normal was, that work in and of itself has kind of changed in a lot of ways and the way people approach it and where you work. Uh, hybrid, I work at home a couple of days. I come in a couple of days, et cetera. And I would think because of that, I think it's fair to say that uh, relationships at your work have changed because of that. And and maybe not for the better. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you don't ever see some coworkers uh, or you see them very rarely, it's tough to have that, what do you call it? You know, camaraderie. Correct. Water cooler talk. There, there's no water cooler, right? There's Cake no in the break room. Cake in the break room. Right. Well, 
What about this? How much would your company have to pay you <laughs> to hang out with coworkers? Well, I can tell you what one company is paying. Uh, uh, so it's a, uh, a cloud-based security company called Verkata. I do not know them. I do not use them. Okay. okay. Um, they've got about 1,800 employees. Hmm. And the CEO will pay you $30 each per if you hour? hang out with another employee after 3 p.m. Must be three employees. They call it the 333 program. Okay. Three of you. Hanging out after 3 p.m., you each get 30 bucks. He'll, he'll, he'll exp- you can expense $30. Love so, it. So like some drinks you have. Are you on the, property or are you off you campus? Can, wherever, off campus. Okay. And the idea is, he says, if people, he, he believes that employees getting together in a social atmosphere will improve work ideas, workplace conditions, et cetera, and he's willing to pay you for it. I like where his head is at. I think it's a really interesting idea. I do too. We used to do that at Lehman Brothers. Your first two beers were paid for, and after that, they oh expensed really. Oh yeah, yeah, really. They would wheel in the bar carts, kind of like Wolf of Wall Street. What they would bring it to your office? They would bring it to the office. Okay, that's okay. So we had Beer Fridays. First two beers back in the day on Lehman on the Brothers Lehman. By the way, before before Can you Bonneville every bought time? this place. Oh, we, I'm just saying. Wait, did we you can't really? do beer Fridays. Did you have a beer Friday? Here? You used to have beer Fridays. Um, now you uh, tell me. Yeah, so, I miss out everything. And I, I started that. I used to have that in in LA, a radio station I worked at, where the because I don't drink. So, so you're super fun. Well, they'd send me to go get the beer because I knew damn well I wouldn't steal it. I would make you. So, I would use your two drink tickets yeah, for okay. myself. So yeah, I used to on Fridays at <laughs> roughly three o'clock. I used to go down the street get a couple cases of beer. I'd bring them in the office, and we would have beer Friday in the office. And was I, everybody happy about that? Everyone's they, always happy. They about liked. It. They liked being there. Like they, it was like you they can go in, home. Couches and you can or hang you out. Can and, stay, yeah, and, and and you'd you'd get a different conversation that you would, uh, let's say, in a uh, department head meeting. But so many times. Now, people that are in jobs where they have large mm-hmm. groups of people, they go, "Oh, I don't. I just want to go home. I don't. There want, is a I lot don't of that. Want to have any? Oh, I would never go out with those people. We well, used Becky to do that all I, the time and loved it. I would hang out with Durant, Becky Lee for less you than thirty. Would go. Yeah. Yes, of course I would go. <laughs> so if we got for martinis at Durant's, you're coming. You call me and I'll be there. See? Okay. It's all about the venue. Wow, this Girl, is really well, it's, it's about the people, though. Isn't honestly, it though? yeah, it is. I mean, I think sometimes if you you have to, but you got to find it. A lot of people don't look for it anymore. They don't try. Well, there's nothing but, to but find. But like Zoom calls and things like that, that, that just pushed everybody everything. farther yeah. apart, didn't I it? I don't want my camera on. I don't want to talk to any of you people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I worked with them for two years before I saw a picture of them because their, their darn camera was off. There's a picture of a puppy on there the entire exactly. time. It's not even your puppy. We got to talk about that later, too. So this guy, the CEO of this company that, that actually did this. Uh, he says all 1,800 employees have participated at least once. One of the rules, though, to get your 30 bucks, got to post a picture on their Slack channel of the three of you hanging out. It can be more, Dude, but Slack a minimum of three. is dangerous. Okay. Yeah. We don't have one of those here, so I don't have to worry about it. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yay, if we do, no one's ever invited me into it. For you and I don't pay attention to our email. Yeah. I do think, you know, I, there is something about the social aspect because if you do have challenges at work and you do have projects it is difficult to work collaboratively collaboratively mm-hmm. yes with people you don't know at all you need like a little chemistry think? yeah and just like a little common 
you're cool. I like your Nike dunks or I like your dog or just anything. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that you can translate that in a Zoom environment. 30 bucks sounds reasonable. 30 bucks? 30 bucks. Basically, I'll expense your drinks. It yeah, de- pretty much. It depends on what bar you're going to. Okay. Right I mean, no. you might only get one drink in Scottsdale. I <laughs> Scottsdale hate to break that like to you. Scottsdale's like one and a half. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have like to come up with some I like where his head's at, though. I All like right. that. Hey, have you subscribed to our podcast? It's better than ever before. And by that, I mean better than yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. It's brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealer. She's Kristen Bentz in for Gatos today. Is it time for the White House to put up? Or shut up. We'll tell you what they mean about that. It's coming up next on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Hey, good afternoon to you. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, I'm Bruce. She's Kristen Benz in for Gatos today. I am. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. You know, Gatos and I have had uh, plenty of conversations about uh, Joe Biden's age, but I thought it was really summed up in an interesting uh, piece. And it's a, a piece that I will I will tweet out. Uh, at the Bruce Are you going to X out? Uh, website formerly known as Twitter. Um, and it's by uh, a guy named Nate Silver. I don't know if that m- means anything we to you. We know the Nate Silver. Nate Silver is a, a numbers guy. Might mm-hmm. be a good way to put it. Yeah. He had 538 blog. He's real good at kind of uh, crunching numbers in the world of politics. But this one's less about numbers uh, and more about what you might call a reality. Let me read you the title of this. It's time for the White House to put up or shut up. Shielding Biden from public appearances might be a rational strategy, and that's why it's a bad sign. He basically goes on to make the argument that, and I, did, I didn't realize this, I've never kept track of how many times presidents have press conferences, mm-hmm. but uh, um, Obama had something like 400 something. Trump had 300 something. Biden's had less than 100. Mm-hmm. Um. He turned down the Super Bowl um, thing, yeah, the, 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 kind of traditional the, yeah. uh, before the Super Bowl, which turned out, by the way, to be the most watched television program in American history. Ever. Uh, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people watching. Mm-hmm. He's running for reelection. Mm-hmm. And either him or his people didn't trust him. To go for a softball interview. These are never hard-hitting interviews. These are, you get to, as a politician, you get to dictate it, especially as a president. These are, you know, they ask you, who's going to win? You know. (laughs) What's your favorite (laughs) Super Bowl party? These are not the hardest-hitting ones. And he didn't even do that. And and it's interesting because it makes the argument. Uh, and I think Nate does a, does a good job in this. And, and again, I, it's been one of those feelings I have, uh, but I think he just he verbalized it really well. He does get into some of the numbers and says, you know, when you look at public opinion polling, it's changed dramatically in the last year. And so much of that change is not driven by the economy, which is actually doing pretty good. We're not in a recession. Um, it's not necessarily driven by foreign wars. We're not really in foreign wars, you know, we're not, you know, it, these are not the thing. It's driven by his age. Mm-hmm. It's driven by people's belief, right or wrong, and you know, good luck convincing the American people they're wrong, um, that he's just too old. And it's a really interesting conundrum that they've put themselves in, I think. 
Well, and how do you get out of it? I mean, there's certain... Here's the thing. Oh, good point. The age is just a number I, I ascribe to that's, that. That's fair. Okay. But... I, I want to say President Biden's 81 years old. Right, and I think... There are sharp 81-year-olds, and there are 81-year-olds that don't know what plant they're on. Exactly. Fair? Fair. Totally fair. Um, but I think it's your response, um, your actions, how you're speaking, how you walk around a room, how you handle things and handle yourself. And look, remember Gerald Ford and all his gaffes and falling down steps. And he was seen as clumsy and goofy, yes, right? Yes, and hilarity, and you know, right. even Bill Clinton. But I, but I don't think with Gerald Ford, it was never mental. It no. was just that he was like a clumsy a klutz, dude, right? Which was kind of funny he and endearing over all the yeah. time. Yeah, okay, yeah. right? And then wasn't it? Bill Clinton and Brezhnev, Brezhnev, someone fell down the steps at Clinton's house. Okay. They were drinking some vodka. And Possibly vodka was involved. Keeping up foreign relations, that as it were. Surprise me in the <laughs> so that kind of stuff is funny and endearing. But when you see POTUS right now, it's not, it's a cognitive decline and not judging. It's very sad to watch in real time. And so I don't think it matters how old any candidate is. I think their mental acuity and capability when they are the commander in chief matters. Mm -hmm. And I think folks start getting a little bit worried when they see him walking off a dais, not knowing where he is, saying crazy things. And look, you're so tired. And when you're constantly on camera and you're traveling and you're handling all of these political issues and it's a lot to manage you know, but he's missing the people's, the prime minister of one country for another one. And these are like. Let me give you an example. Because uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, there was recently uh, president, former presidents Clinton and Bush were together at some event. I think they have like this global initiative or something. They do something. She and I can, whatever yeah. it is, they, they travel around. They're buddies now. They're you know, it's like a, a Laurel and Hardy on <laughs> yes. stage, right? They like tell jokes. It's really bizarre. But um, I heard them talking. And they said something that I thought was amazing, kind of funny, and chilling all at the same time. Oh, boy. I can't wait for this. They both talked about how much the presidency ages you. Oh, yeah. That, that, the job. Yes. 24-7, 365, the job ages you. They talked about the energy required and that they didn't think they had the energy to do it today. Mm -hmm. By the way. Neither of them is old as Trump or Biden. <laughs> Neither one of them are, old, are that old yet. And they're like, we couldn't even dream of doing it at this age. There's no way. Can you? I mean, that's it's crazy. It is crazy. And I was like, that. oh, my God. George Bush and Bill Clinton are not as old as Trump or Biden. No. And both of them are saying they wouldn't have the energy to run and be president today. And it's election year. So when you think about showing up and something as easy as a slam dunk on... I'm like the Super Bowl? My, yes, my my sports metaphors. How dare me? Yeah. A slam um, dunk on the Super Bowl. On the Super Bowl. Yay! That's what you, Three football. points. Yeah, Two-pointer. Everybody wins. Yay, sports. <laughs> um, something that difficult, you know, would simply in any other, you know, candidacy be very easy. Right. right. Let's you would talk think. about pizza and nachos and wings and what beer you like. And <laughs> gosh, you know, slam dunk. I don't know how you mess that. So that is very telling. And if his people are like, mm, let's nix the old Super Bowl thing. Oh, well, and, and again, it, it's. I've said this and I say this. I, I, I there's no joy. Like, I, I, I'm I'm not gleeful. I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone. Joe is. Joe Biden is getting older and his. Uh, um, physical and or mental health is declining. And I'm not a doctor, but I'm just, I'm telling you what I see with my eyes. We're nine months from an election. 
Is he going to get a second wind? I mean, do, do, is he going to get better? I'm glad you're bringing this up. But Bruce. do you see what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden, no. Like, whoo! Look at him. He's like dancing on stage now, and he's sharp as a tack again. I mean, like I just don't see it going that direction. And can you hide him? No. Fingers crossed. And try to win an election. It doesn't sound like a good strategy. Well, I'm all for better living through higher chemistry, but there's only so much <laughs> one can do. Yeah. And I think he might step down. You're not going to like this. Okay. But I think I would not be surprised by summertime if health becomes an issue. And uses that as a, uh, by the way, not an excuse. No. A genuine reason. Literally. You so know, I, what? Would not I be don't surprised. have the energy to do this. Yeah. And in the in the in in the, in the in the interest of a better democracy, I've decided not to run for re-election. Mm -hmm. And therein lies the rub. <sighs> we had a whole other segment on that. And then what? No, that goes up a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. She's Kristen Benz in for Gatos. Uh, I'm Bruce St. James. Hey, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, there, I just saw a statistic and you're real big on economics, finance, consumer finance. You understand all, all this. things. I do want to ask you quickly about the Magnificent Seven. Oh, my. Because the numbers are staggering. And they're fabulous. We're talking about it next on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. I think this is the Magnificent Seven. All Game right. Okay. Hey, good afternoon to you guys. Thank you uh, for spending time with us. Uh, we appreciate it. I'm Bruce. Over there is Kristen Benz in for Gatos today. Thank you for being here. It is my pleasure. I feel so energized now. Yeah, we're definitely riding across the plains right now. No doubt about it. Open cattle. Oh, fantastic. Why the Magnificent Seven? Well, other than fantastic movie. <laughs> um, the Magnificent Seven refers to the, what should I call them? The seven biggest... Companies in America? Seven fishes. Oh, okay. We could just keep going. So the magnificent, the tech behemoths mm -hmm. in America. Okay. I know who most of them are. Let's see here. Apple. I know what they do. That's easy. Start with the A's. Amazon. Yes. Who's Alphabet? Google. Stupid. Why do they call it Alphabet? Just because. Well, why was Google annoying. taken on, on the stock exchange? Because they want to encompass everything that they're the tabula rasa of tech. Good grief. I just Meta. that. Meta is Facebook. I think that's Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. But oh, that's Facebook, Instagram. They have a bunch of things. That's right? Zuck. The Zuck. Microsoft, doi. <laughs> In, NVIDIA. They NVIDIA. do like graphics cards. That's they all do I everything. know. They do, do they everything really? and they make a ton of money. All you need to know. I'm like I'm the only thing I've ever seen in video with is like a graphic card on a computer. They do a lot. Okay, they do a lot. I'm just going to make it easy for you. This and is then what Tesla. I do. And Tesla. So this is the Magnificent Seven. Yes. So I saw this and I wanted to ask you, mm -hmm. is there any concern, any worry, or anything wrong with the fact that those seven companies, those seven companies, their profits exceed every other stock market's cumulative profits in the world. Those seven companies did more profits than the Japanese stock market, the German stock market, yes. the English, UK, not just a couple, the entire bleeping stock market. I love it. Those seven companies. Yes. That seems crazy. So here's the thing. You can't win for losing. So either the economy is terrible yeah, I don't or... That. 
you know, companies aren't making their earnings or they're on fire and they're making too much money. You can never win. Yeah. I love this. This I is think, a good thing. I think it's a good thing. And I don't think they're going to overpower anything. People said that about Facebook. People said they're that just about too, like too big. Yes. And that's the concern. Yeah. Same with, you know, Amazon and all of that. And okay. I think that the fact that there are seven, there are a lot of checks and balances among them. Okay. But they are profitable. I, I'm here for Wildly that. profitable. I'm here for a good, profitable answer. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm two thumbs up. All righty. I shouldn't be concerned. No, sir. That's. I just think it is a pretty crazy statistic, though, right? Yeah, but you Seven know, American companies are bigger. They're American companies. If it was China, people would be losing their mind. Good point. I bet you China is. A, there's, a, there's a talk show right now, outspoken the Chinese version. Oh, my. They're like, this is a bunch of crap. <laughs> you got seven American companies bigger than I. They're all pissed off about exactly. it today. Infidels. Okay, good. Then I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm here um, for it. Another thing in the financial world, and again, this is your wheelhouse. Okay. I like it. I'm here for this. Capital One. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like credit cards. What's right? in your wallet? What's in your wallet? Thank you. They're, What's her face that was married to What's His Face? They're buying uh, Discover, yes. another credit card company. DFS is their ticker. Okay. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Am I, should I be interested in this? So this is how I'm going to give it to you. And okay. so everything that I do is based on the lens of the consumer. Because right. I'm a consumer analyst. If people that have these credit cards, people looking at credit cards, how, you how does this affect money, you? How you spend your money, what yeah. you do. So... Discover had some really poor earnings recently because guess what? Uh -oh. People are defaulting on their credit cards. Are they really? Yes. Okay. Record numbers and their auto loans and everything else. Why is that not hurting Capital One? Uh, because they have more money and more technology and also their clientele is different. So here's Ooh. the thing that's interesting that interests me. Please. Discover card holders are considered in the credit world to be prime, not subprime folks. Prime. Okay. Um, more loyal, a.k.a. just have more money, okay. higher incomes. Okay, okay, okay. when higher income folks start defaulting 90 days. I was going to say, that's a bad thing. It's no bueno. Okay. Not so good. All right. So, you know, when you're acquiring a company, you want a company that's beat down. You want to buy it for less. You want to buy it at the, at the bottom. So that's what they're doing. So okay. bargain basement prices, it got beat up a little bit. Let's buy them, all their folks, reach out to them, and they, they can have two platforms. It's like Gap and Banana Republic. Right? Oh, by the same people. I know. Do you think people know that? No. But they do now. They do now. This they is the kind of now. news I'm here to deliver. Okay. So, um, I think it's good. I think it's one predatory lender buying another predatory lender. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. And we have one big predatory lender. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. All right. So, you know, Blonde Reaper. I don't, I don't, I don't have uh, either of these uh, these credit cards. So, I, I was like, oh, was it was Do it you true? not ascribe to the... Oh, I love credit cards. I just don't have Capital One or Discover. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, are you an Amex guy? You got your platinum card? I have an Amex and you I have throw a... throw down the graphite card? And I have a um, MasterCard. Always good. But, but I, I do it for airline points. No diner's club? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I have to Google diner's club right now and find out. <laughs> She's Kristen Bentz in for Gatos today. Um... Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to check in the headlines. We're going to update you on that traffic situation on the 17 if you're stuck. Sorry. Uh, but thanks for listening to us. We'll continue to give you the information you need to know. Should Arizona businesses be fined a lot for every undocumented employee they have? And why aren't they now? We'll talk about that next right here on KTAR.